You have found the Story Forward podcast. We are your hosts. I am Larry Rosen, of course. I am Christian Wynn. We're still working on our timing. Uh, Christian Wynn, of course, the co-founder and director of the Story Fort. Yes. Arts Literary Storytelling Festival. Yes, yes. And speaking of Story Fort, today's episode is called from the most recent Story Fort, which took place last September. Uh, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here to say it was one of my favorite moments of last Story Fort, um, the bar fight. The bar Tell fight. us a little bit about the bar fight, Mr. Wynn. Well, the bar fight is conceptualized by yourself, I believe, and maybe another person. Yeah. I can't remember. Does it so okay? Just Larry Rosen. He just like made a, he showed his bicep off. Uh-huh. It was a flex, but um, yes. yeah, so the idea is to have Larry basically be the moderator, but also participate in a debate, a barroom debate, where it's uh, based around a theme, a subject, and just kind of all things, uh, I guess, Katie bar the door kind of thing. So and also, you know, heckling is encouraged. Heckling is encouraged. I, yeah, I got heckled after I heckled about mispronouncing <laughs> Jillian Welsh's name, Gillian Welsh. Gillian Welsh. Yeah, but anyway, it's a fun event, rowdy, and it's held in this bar, this this very famous slash infamous bar called the 10th Street Station in Boise, Idaho. So yeah. yeah. So originally I had thought of Bar Fight as being a weekly podcast, but it turns out since it only works live, it's a live podcast, it takes place uh, either at Story Fort or if I happen to be in Boise, uh, we usually try to put one together any other times of the year. This was, I think, the best one by far that we've had so far. The theme was story songs. The idea was to argue about what's the best and worst story song ever written. Tell us a little about what we mean by story song. Oh, man. You guys will you get into that in the podcast. It's a, it's a pretty complex, uh, I mean, there's a lot to it. And, uh, it turns out to be more complex than we thought. Yeah, it can't be was picaresque or pastiche, I think. Yeah. Yes, that was the word that came up a lot from Libby Calloway, who's a very awesome music uh, aficionado and also, I mean, into arts and culture and fashion and knows a lot of musicians down there in Nashville. And her friend um, and uh, also aficionado, Julie Sarasqueta Han or Han Sarasqueta, um, who is a Boise resident and uh, has been hosting. I don't think she does it anymore, but I think it still happens. But it's something called March Sadness, where it's a bracketed tournament of sad music in different categories. And so, I mean, there's a lot of story songs you guys get to, or maybe they were maybe cold from there, but you guys all know what you're doing. We get to a lot, and we should get out of here because this is a long one, folks, so buckle up. But um, I just want to say before we go in that I had barely met Julie. I had not met Libby before we did this event together, and it was transcendent. It was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. Everyone in the audience could not keep themselves from yelling stuff out. Um, So let's not waste any more time. Let's Let's go get in the bar fight, shall we? All right, hello. How is everyone doing tonight? Yeah? Yes. Uh I don't like standing so close to the speaker. That's a little weird. It was right there. Um, But I also don't want to take away from you, so I don't know where to be. Here we are. All right, my name is Ryan Marsh, um, and I am uh, working with Story Ford as an intern for this awesome little September fiesta that we get. 
And here we've got three lovely people who are going to share some story songs for you. And if I'm being completely candid, I don't quite know what this means, but I would kind of assume Bob Dylan-ish, where you're telling a story through a song. Sadly, going for Bob Dylan at the start. Oh, man, all right. It is what it is. All right. And first we have Miss Julie Hahn. And so here she is a journalist and a copywriter, a former editor and a columnist um, at the Idaho Statesman, and she's an owner of chickens. <laughs> Do with that information what you will. And after a few too many cocktails, she may start reading palms. Somebody did a Google yes. search. Somebody did their research. Somebody did some research. So this is entertaining. I almost want one. We'll see. All right. <laughs> Next, we have Libby Calloway here, and a founder of communications firm, The Calloway, and is a Nashville-based uh, Nashville local culture Sherpa. <laughs> that was a mouthful. I'm sorry about yeah, that. Sorry about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bit. Um, a former fashioner, fashion editor for the New York Post, which is really cool. I'm going to talk with you later about that. That's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's awesome. And likes hard rock, but sometimes has big star and bad finger on repeat. Mm, and last but not least, we have Mr. Larry Rosen over here. And yeah, I've, uh, I've got to know Larry over the past couple days, and it's been pretty fun snagging some beers with him. And a quick story, we were helping Christian move some things around, and we had about five minutes or so while Christian was trying to figure something out and we were like hey let's grab a beer really quick at 10 barrel and <laughs> as we sit down this guy just randomly sitting next to us then says oh you're helping Chris move huh and we're like who won how, how do you know <laughs> and two yeah fair yeah and just first name basis on everything and that was that was pretty funny but uh, yeah, maybe he was a plant. It seems about right. But the end of that story is Ryan and I drinking full beers in two minutes. Cause <laughs> yeah. Because Chris showed up way too soon. Yeah, yeah. Which for the next seven minutes was on a pretty good little buzz. That was cool. Uh, so Larry is a journalist, a writer, and a podcaster. He is the co-host of Story Forward with Christian Wynn. He's a former SF Examiner columnist. And he mostly listens to boring music that no one has ever heard of. <laughs> and that sums up Larry. <laughs> no, I'm playing. But thank you all for having me. Um, this is actually my first time ever speaking into a microphone in front of people. So thank you very much. I am nervous beyond my wits. And I will be chain smoking cigarettes for the rest of the night. Thank you much. Enjoy them. It is true that I listened to really boring music no one's ever heard of, which made this particular, um, I was going to say podcast, which I guess it is, but this particular event a little bit of a challenge for me. L let's explain what we're going to do here tonight. This, this event is called Bar Fight, and it's something whose genesis comes from a late night session at Tree Fort several years ago, where a bunch of writers were talking about, well, we were talking about all kinds of things, and I said, well, who's the greatest front man in rock and roll history? Robert Plant. See, and everyone's thinking about that right now. <laughs> and uh, so this is my gift to all of you because that's the greatest conversation starter that you could ever use. 
But <coughs> this conversation went way into the night, and I thought, what a great idea for a podcast. You could call it Bar Fight. It'd just be the idea is you're in the bar, and you're arguing about something ridiculous. Uh, I was The original concept had celebrities. Finally, I have celebrities <laughs> to do this with. <laughs> but I also... <laughs> Sherpas. Uh, I also noticed when I was looking at the... Uh, the schedule today, that this event says I was going to be joined by Jonathan Evison and <laughs> Willie Blotton, who were both very masculine men. Yes. So I'm going to have to be the. We're the a lot of women. Yeah, so <laughs> the estrogen is heavy up here. I'm going to have to be the, the standard bearer for masculinity, which is a little challenging. Um, so today we're going to talk about story songs. And more than one person has come up to me and said, What the heck's a story song? I think that's a good place to start. Great place to start. What's a story song? You asking me? I'm asking both of you. Anytime I look over here, I'm asking both of you. So I got really in my head about it. Okay. I get in my head about a lot of things. But you, the way you described it was a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right. So I was picking all these songs that I thought were story songs. I'm like, no, 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 they're just pastiche. You know? Yeah. And then I was like, no. And then I'd be like, it's a lovely little no, you know? Well, and I love that word pastiche because I was trying to think of it. Because, by the way, let's let's not bury the lead. Does Bob Dylan tell stories? We were just talking about this over there. Um, Sometimes I think he does. Yeah. Sometimes, but often it's a pastiche. Often it's a pastiche, and, and it's I confusing. And it's sort of intended to be confusing. And we're going to circle back to that in a second. But but and by the way, pastiche is awesome. I was like collage, impressionistic, <laughs> pastiche. Yeah. Um, Julie, what would you say then is a story song? Um, I don't know. I've thought about this a lot. I like the beginning, middle, and end thing. However, some of my favorite story songs wind up back exactly where they started. Mm -hmm. So, or never, never leave. Really, they just kind of. Mm. I don't know. I think it, I think it's really in kind of the description. I don't know. In, in the way that in the way that the the storyteller, the the songwriter, the singer is telling the story, I think, makes it a story song. Do you have an example of one that circles back? Uh, yeah, so one of my, one of my favorite songs, uh, story songs, is Choctaw Bingo by James McMurtry, yeah. which starts exactly, uh, ends and starts at exactly <laughs> the same place, which is, you know, doping the children up so that you can drive them to Oklahoma for the family reunion. Um, but in the middle, there's so much stuff happening there's like i don't know sex with second cousins and there's like uh you know meth and you know things like that the thing that usually lead to sex with second cousins <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like the fourth or fifth verse i mean it's an eight minute song he covers a lot of ground there but uh but yeah but but in that in that case you're just thinking about going to Oklahoma and not quite getting there yet that's so funny though what does james mcmurtry whose father is larry mcmurtry know about methamphetamine and sex with second cousins. I would imagine quite a bit. Really? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Le Larry. Oklahoma. Yeah, Larry. I think he grew up kind of, kind of, uh, you know, privileged. Don't a you? Bit. Yeah, but don't you think he led like a literary life though? Uh, if he did, it was purposeful. <laughs> it was not by accident. I mean, his his dad also didn't really write about you know, rich. Like uh, sure. people with rich problems necessarily. Right, and by the way, if I can jump the gun a little, tomorrow at noon I will be hosting a <laughs> discussion about blue collar writing <laughs> at the Owyhee Cafe. Uh, that just made me think of it because we're going to talk about that because, um, yeah, Larry McMurtry didn't have a rich father. Right. Mm -hmm. 
But James might have. He might have. But also, I mean, like, if you s- decide to spend your life as a singer-songwriter, and not a massively wealthy one. Like a working blue middle class. I imagine you see quite a bit on the road, and so that might inform your songwriting. Second cousins. Yeah, exactly. Second, <laughs> Getting between the second cousins, all that. But yeah. Did you, did either of you find when you were looking at, okay, okay, so what's a story song? Did you get to a point where they were all story songs? Yes. Mm-hmm. Explain. What were, what, what, did anyone, anyone trip you up? Well, this past week was it, was this it Pina Colada? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, death, love, or sex, <laughs> right? They can't hear I mean, you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, that's what I found. It was like a lot of the songs. I was chose a lot of songs, like kind of blue collar songs too. You know? Yeah. There's that genre for sure. I mean, that's part of the genre, I think. And it's, I'm glad you brought that up because you're jumping a little bit ahead. But I did have a question: Are they? Does it have to be tragic? Because so many are tragic. All mine were tragic. Yeah. Yeah. No, no but no, no, but no, but think about a. Ha- can you think of a happy song? I mean. A happy they story. They, they get together in pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> the, right? I don't know. Um. Well, and maybe this this sort of begs the question: What genre invented this? If folk, if, oh, I, f- I feel like that's. I feel like a story song is as old as a. Uh, Songs yeah. are right. I know. I feel like we, I should have done real research and go well in thirteen twelve, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I, I I assume because I assume there's a tradition, you know, back in Arthurian times where they had the guy. Uh, I I my only point of reference is Holy Grail, but they had the guy who travels with you and sings the songs. The, the yeah, traveling yeah, yeah, the, minstrel. Um, what is that guy called? The minstrel. The minstrel, right? Yes, the minstrel. <coughs> the minstrel. And he would probably tell stories of bravery mm-hmm. that probably had happy endings. Right. Folly. <laughs> and folly. <laughs> <laughs> and tragedy. Right. <clears throat> and actually, and I just flashed on those songs. Um, maybe you know the name of them that they write in Mexico about the narcos. Narco corridos. Yes. Nice. <laughs> 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 Yeah, because that's it. Because stories about outlaws, you know, whether yes. it's like about Robin Hood, for example, or you know, that's how we, that's how their legends get burnished, right? Mm-hmm. So whether you're talking about somebody who's like from 14th century England or like El Chapo, yeah, mm-hmm. somebody singing about him, right, hyping him up. Which, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say no, but it's just like repeating these. Uh, wh- what is the, you know, it's just these different stories that keep getting told they all had the same protagonist antagonist and like you know the 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 thing happens mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other thing happens at the end you know it's just like putting in different characters and not being very very um very well spoken here but you know <laughs> That's why you're up in front of people. Exactly. Um, my mouth goes dry. I don't get nervous. My mouth just goes dry. Now, for our purposes, you know, we're talking about story songs as something. Well, let's let's just let, let's stick to popular music. Mm. You know, our our history of popular music. And I'm going to go. I, you know, I, I'm obviously I'm wearing a George Jones shirt, so I'm going to say country music and folk, folk is where it was invented. But that's where folk birthed country music. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it can't, it's like a Gaelic thing, you know. Scotch-Irish. That's what's so crazy. Over. Like, if you listen, 
we went to Ireland a couple years ago and all the music like, oh, this is country music. Totally. Well, of course, because they're the same people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm look down at my notes here for a moment. But all I can think about right now is when you were talking about Outlaws, that you put down El Paso as one of your favorite story songs. Yeah, I did. Tell me what you like about El Paso. I got oh. opinions. Well, I love Marty Robbins to begin with, but um, but no, it's just a it, it's a total it's an epic. It's an it's a and it's a, it's such a classic uh, example of the genre, right? Right. And right. It, but it's also romanticized because I don't know that that song was written until you know 1958 or whatever, right? Right. I don't think that was actually happening in 1958. Right. Right. <laughs> no, no. No. But you know what I mean. It's a. It was part of that romantic uh, romanticizing of the American West that happened a lot in the 1950s. And so, so yeah. Do you have any problem with the outcome of that song? Because I have a real problem with the outcome of it. What's that your song. problem with the outcome of it? Just stay in the hills. Don't ride back into town. <laughs> but he loves her. I he think she it. might have been a professional. Yeah, no, she totally was a professional. Yeah. But he was, you know, he was young and naive. He needed a no man in his posse. You know, he <laughs> didn't, no, stay on your horse. But that's like, but that's like up there with but a lot of. Story. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have been good And I wrote back, and then I just right. wrote away. I mean, like, no, what? No, 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 no. Thank God, I wrote Love away. Love sex death. <laughs> yeah, what would like Streets of Laredo be if the guy didn't get shot? I mean, yeah. it's the same thing, right? I know. I, I love Marty Robbins. All genres of Marty Robbins, like cool, young. Big sunglasses, Marty like Robbins. Like seventies, Marty Robbins. Mustache, Marty Robbins. But uh, El Paso just sticks in my craw because it's really? such a like bad it? decision. Just, just <laughs> walk away. I understand. I understand. I've been married for twenty-nine years to someone in this room. I guess I'd ride back into town. I guess I would do that. <laughs> so gallant of you. Well, twenty-nine years, you know. Um, so we got to how did it start, and we're talking about genres here more likely to produce it. And I think we've all kind of in agreement that, sure, country music, I mean, all these country songs yeah, totally. are story songs. I mean, D-I-V-O-R-C-E, you know that song? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, she, he Stopped Loving Her Today. Mm -hmm. Any Loretta Lynn song. Oh, yeah, Coal sure. Miner's Daughter is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, you were talking about Bobby Gentry. I oh, mean, Bobby like, Gentry oh God, did the best. Oh, to Billy Joel. Oh, to Billy Joel. Yeah, sorry. That was a yeah, uh, yeah, put a pin in that. That should be a song. I, I'm going I'm to discuss Billy Joel here in a moment. Yeah, we're going to do but, an ode to Billy Joel. Um, why did she throw off the bridge? I don't know, man. Well, it, it sticks. It's they a, did a whole movie and everything. Maybe he's thinking about it. Look. So, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I, I thought about this recently. Um, I think it has to do with the baby. Yeah, I, I think, think it was, it was probably a, a dead baby. Yeah, they made a movie baby. about it yeah. starring Robbie Benson. Robbie Benson, yes, who I worked with on the movie. Wow. I costumed the movie he directed. Hold on a, a second. <laughs> We're going to take a time out from <laughs> our narrative here. <laughs> it was weird for me, too. How was he? Very weird. Weird? Yeah. Sorry. God, I shouldn't oh, have said geez. that. You can't put this out now. All right. It was just weird because I really had a crush on him in Ice Castles, <laughs> and like I just kept on thinking about that. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was a. Did terrible you see movie. it? What was the one we played a basketball player? Did you see that one? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he was a basketball yeah. star. Yeah, yeah. I keep wanting to be in the boy in the plastic bubble, but he wasn't. Right. That was John Travolta. John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been. He was all about oh, that he disaster been movie. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Anyway, sorry. No, that was that was a very useful uh, digression. I love that stuff. <laughs> and I'm here to get it out of okay, you. Cool. <clears throat> so in order to be a story song, we already said it has to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. We're not entirely in agreement that it needs to be tragic. Mm -hmm. 
And I wish I could come up with a happy, other than Pina Colada, a happy story song that has a happy ending. I uh, feel like a like Harper Valley PTA has a happy yeah. ending. You know, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah, also made into a movie. Excellent. Yeah. She sucked it too, that Harper Valley she PTA. She sure did. Well, there's Loretta Lynn songs too, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. You ain't woman enough to take my man. She wins, goddamn it. I know. <laughs> you know? She and she's got the pill. Yeah, she's got the pill. Exactly. <laughs> she won. And actually, I was just is just Jack and Diana and, and happily. Oh. I mean, it is a little story about yeah, Jack and Diane. Story. I just that song just makes me want to vomit. <laughs> I hate do that you, song so much. Do you need a bucket? It's a, I kind of do. It's like, it's basically, okay, so my husband, Greg here. Who is in the room. Who's going to start heckling here. He grew up in southern Indiana, about 20 miles away from where John Cougar was born. And so he, I mean, it's like a state law in Indiana. Like, a suit. <laughs> it's like a state a law. Right of passage. Yeah, exactly. That you have to you have to play John Cougar like seriously every five minutes on the radio in Indiana, and I'm so sick of that song. I can't. Take I could it. see that. I d- it's the sucking on the chili dogs. It's disgusting. <laughs> that is so gross. It is gross. <laughs> like oh, and then they make out like no. After sucking on the chili dogs. No, 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 Jack and Diane. That's disgusting. Go brush your teeth. <laughs> That was not what they were saying, but sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> oh, is it what? euphemism? What? <laughs> it was a euphemism. Just so you know, Julie, I don't know. I've been to Southern Indian. I'm pretty it's sure they're talking forward. about just <laughs> sucking on chili dogs from Jiffy Treat. I'm pretty sure that's what You know what? Either way, that's a happy ending. <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about concept albums. Oh, oh. Concept albums and another thing that my what I'm going to call the American Pie conundrum. Is it a story song oh. if it's mostly symbolic and you have to decode it? Is American Pie worth listening to? That's the bigger question. <laughs> Go, Are you get off my me? stage. Get off my stage. Yes. Oh, well, there is that. There. Yeah. Um, Until Vincent gets into it, and then it's going to be like... Yeah. It's, a, it's the rare occurrence of someone who sold their soul to write one pop song, because what else happened to him in his whole life? Nothing. Well, Roberta Flack wrote a song about him, so that's pretty cool. She did? What yeah, song was she that? She wrote a song she about wrote, him? She wrote Killing Me Softly after That was about him. Don McLean? Yeah. That's as huh. bad as Alanis Morissette writing that song about Dave Cuvay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's about Don McLean? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Wow. That's Folk wild. musicians, there is hope. Yeah. That's <laughs> I just blow your mind. I'm, I know, my mind is totally blown. Does anyone have a chili dog, please? Serious point, though. Is it still a story if we have to decode it? Because you have to decode America by. Remember, like, when I was a little kid, the first time, you know, that's about Buddy Holly. It's like, what? I had a teacher in high school who used it as, like, a teaching, teaching material. Was that a cool teacher? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, so, what was the lesson? Well, the lesson was just it sort of takes you through the 60s, mm-hmm. you know, and the changes in American culture. But so, okay, <clears throat> during this lesson, <laughs> did he have to parse the song on the board? Like, like oh, and the, the marching band refused it. to yield. Was that like, was Sergeant Pepper. This is like 87. Okay. You know, so he'd stop it and on the tape and, you know, go through Vroom. it and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is about the space race. This is about, you know, this is when Betty Holly died. Betty Holly represents blah, 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 blah. Again, mind blown. Um, does, it count, does it count as a story song? I mean, that's a pretty epic tale. 
Most of the story songs we've been talking about and will continue to talk about until everybody leaves are <laughs> really small stories. Mm -hmm. They're usually love stories or, or stories about dumb gunfighters who should just keep drive, riding their horses. But if someone decides, I'm going to write a song and it's going to be about the entire scope of the 60s. You're probably hidden. a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not a modest person. <laughs> it's like, I got it. Since your husband just yelled out Billy Joel. Okay, so this is what's funny is that um, I had a teacher in eighth grade who told us, who taught us about the 50s basically through the 90s, through we didn't start the oh, fire. They, no, they didn't. No, no they come didn't. on. Oh, yeah, no, no, no and no, I was no, no, no. such a nerd. He would, be, he would like stop it. He'd do the same yeah, thing. He'd do a verse, and then he'd stop it. He was a great teacher, actually. And then he'd be like, okay, who knows what the litamide is? And I was such a nerd. I'd be like, I do, I do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but, no, that's how we got, that's how we got through about – you know, the post, or that's how we got through the Cold War years was through Billy Joel. But you that's know. a decode song, too, right? Kind of? Or is he I don't know. Or is he just out? like saying things I in a row? I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. If you have well, to like figure out what's I'm happening. trying to remember it. It, it. it reminds me of this song called Life is a Rock that was from the 70s. It was the same like CBS, Warner Brothers, RCA, and all the others, Life is a Rock. But it was kind of like a proto rap type of deal. We're just saying a bunch of stuff. I guess it's all born out of uh, uh, Subterranean Homesick Blues, not a story song. <laughs> that was definitive. <laughs> Thanks not for Very firm ideas about Bob Dylan over here. Definitely. Uh, but since I've got you guys here, can I, uh, can I tell you about Billy Joel's, I think Billy Joel's most famous story song is Piano Man. Would you argue? Oh, yeah. Can I tell you why I hate Piano Man? Sure. Please. Please, and please push back if you, if you want. So your protagonist is a very talented pianist and he's playing in a bar on a Saturday night. And he hates everyone in that bar so much. And why does he hate them? Because he's better than them. I don't like that. That rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I never, I never read it that way. I got no problem with Davy choosing a career in the Navy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Waitress is practicing politics. Um, well, Billy Joel is famous for story songs because you know that they had a Broadway musical that was based around story, his story songs. They built it on them? Yeah. I, was it called Piano Man? I think so. Interesting. Well, it doesn't change my mind. I still have a real yeah. problem <laughs> with that song. When I heard, though, John at the bar, mm -hmm. who's a friend of his, mm -hmm. who just could, if he only got, he got out of the place. It was an actor named John Savage. Do you know who he was? He was in, um, what's uh, the Vietnam movie? Help me out, matter audience. Vietnam movie. Deer, Deer Apocalypse Now? Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter. Oh, God. He was in the Deer Hunter. He got out of that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good for him. Oh, shit. Do you know what? I totally messed up. That's not a Billy Joel musical. That's a Bob Dylan musical. Oh. See, you know, that, that actually brings the whole thing back to is Dylan <laughs> a storyteller? Story because this was, I'm so sorry about that, guys. This is like a whole musical based on the characters that he brought up. But that's right, you can still have the, the characters and still have the pastiche and not the story. Yeah, if you create memorable characters. But Bob Dylan did win the Nobel Prize for literature. But that's different. Well, that begs the question, are story songs literature? Are we talking about poetry here? Or are pastiche songs more poetry? Are we talking about short stories here? Well, story songs are probably like the first literature in the English language, right? Mind blown. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, chicken! <laughs> <laughs> and had a hedgehog named Lord Snowden. That's my favorite. 
<laughs> okay. I, but do you think you'd get pushback? Sorry, I'm just listening to my husband heckling me. What was the question? I said heckling is heckling is encouraged. <laughs> He's so good at it too. Oh, unprompted most of the time. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's it's the same question. I mean, are, are, is it? Do, do you think it's? I guess we could say yeah, it's literature, it's stories at least. But is it is it uh, is the general mean that it's literature? Are you saying like is it high art or? Ooh. Is that what you're asking? Not really. Just is it literature? Is is it like? I if like you, my question better. I do. Yeah, your question. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, no because I want to bring up something. Okay. One of the greatest eras for storytelling songs was the 1970s. Yeah. Pop music in the 1970s was full of really horrible storytelling songs, yeah. like Billy Don't Be a Hero. And Run, Joey, Run, and The Blind Man in the Bleachers, which, does anyone remember what that song? What the hell? No, what is this? One person is nodding, but she's busy filming. Um, this song, okay, this song came out when I was nine years old. It's called The Blind Man in the Bleachers, and if I had prepared better, I would be able to read the lyrics to you, but this gist of the story is, there's a blind man whose son plays football. Okay. Oh. Each Friday, he's in the bleachers watching his son play football. Well, one Friday, he's not there. That's the Friday that his son leads the comeback, and the team wins, but the blind man is not in the bleachers. Nobody's crying? <laughs> You're cr okay, at least one He was sacrificed for that win. Uh, right? I Some guess. kind of pagan thing. But that's the sort of thing that came out in the 70s, and as a little kid, I ate that stuff up. And even the sort of the higher art from the 70s, I mean, the Eagles, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what's the one? Lion Eyes. Lion Eyes, Life in the Fast Lane. Life in the Fast Lane. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question that uh, my brother and I were discussing about story songs. Is uh, Alone Again a story song? Uh, you're you're going to have to refresh yeah, my memory. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Yes, alone sing again. it, sing it. Are you talking about Alone Again Naturally? Yes. Okay. By Gilbert O'Sullivan. Gilbert O'Sullivan, Alone Again. Yes, you do. Yeah, it's all about how he's going to kill himself because his life is terrible. And then, you know, his parents are dying and he hates everything, but he's Irish, so he can't really follow through. <laughs> okay, no. hold on a second. <laughs> I might know the melody. I mean, like, I... I are either of you Irish? No, not a tiny bit. Anyone out there Irish? Can, can you decode for me? She's absolutely correct. Perfect, perfect interpretation. Uh, you know, Catholicism and all that. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, right, right, right. See, our moment sure. last night was when Sam Berman, who was reading a story, said, he told a story, and it's, well, because I was a 24-year-old Jewish man, I called my mother, and I looked over at my wife, and we went, because <laughs> our, our son's 24. <laughs> <laughs> so for all the Irish people, tonight's your night. <laughs> but I mean, musicals, I mean, that's like a concept album, really, right. you know? But Tommy, okay, that was going to okay, bring yeah, up let's Tommy. Talk about I actually had that albums. on my list. I love Tommy. Tommy, like, changed my life. How so? Just because it opened my, first of all, it introduced me to The Who, and I love The Who. Um, but second of all, Ann-Margaret? Uh, <laughs> you know, it just, like, it was this, I realized that there was a whole other world of music out there. It was really, like, one of the first times I fell in love with music. remember watching it, Marie, over at my sister's here. Over at the Crump's house, they used to play it all the time. Yeah, that's where I saw it for the first time. It was just so epic. 
and I like epic. I'm a cheese ball. <laughs> Cheesy. Like, I really like songs that are just, I like Meatloaf, too. That's know? right. We didn't talk about Meatloaf yet. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Oh, I just, once again, it's a concept album, you know? <clears throat> I yeah. feel like, as, so with that, in the 70s when that came out, we were too young to appreciate what Meatloaf was. I remember seeing him on Saturday Night Live and just thinking, gross. He was sweaty, his eyes were bugging out, he weighed 300 pounds, but the voice. He was a guy, he had his, he had his partner, Jim, what was his name? The, the, um, the composer. Oh, I don't know. So yeah, he had a partner, kind of like Elton John does. Um, who composed all that and put together the whole concept album, and that's where all that epic kind of stuff came from. Yes, he did. He did. That's right. Oh, my God. Turn around. That song. Oh. <clears throat> well, yeah, let's do a little sidelight on, on concept albums. I, I was struggling a little bit with them, uh, making my list of, of stuff. And another thing I realized, most of them came out in the 60s and 70s. You know, I mean, uh, uh, Billy Corgan put one out, yeah. which kind of... Liz Fair, Exile. Liz Fair put one out. Um, yeah. Green, Amen. Day. Green Day put out, yeah, the uh, American Idiot. Arctic Monkeys. Every single album the Alan Parsons project put out was a concept album. I love their stuff. And we were just talking about, um, before, we were talking about Sturgill Simpson, and his last two albums have been concert, uh, concept albums. Yeah. He's I a great storyteller. I love the idea. You know, it's a, it's a story that's told through ten songs. Um, musicals. I don't know what to do with this, Julie. Rock opera. That's I just I don't like musicals. <laughs> Greece is not a rock opera. <laughs> it's a no. Greece is not a rock opera. I cannot the believe. The bad out of hell is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Beautiful. Yeah. It's Carol King. Oh. The Joni Carol Mitchell. Oh my God, Joni Mitchell blues. So okay, can you help me out with Joni Mitchell? Because I'm not. I'm, I'm really, I never even dabbled. Oh my God, who are you? I'm this person who doesn't like oh Joni Mitchell. What, what, is this a problem? No, I don't, I don't like You are surrounded oh by Joni God. Mitchell haters. Oh my God, I, I mean, I, a little bit, I just don't, I don't get it, I don't get it. Uh, really, she's yeah. an amazing songwriter. No, I, That's I know, what I've heard. I know. And it's so personal, it's just like, it's like reading somebody's diary, like a really, Ooh. Interesting. Do you lay it all out there? Julie, do you well think traveled? the thing where, like, whenever you read about, I, I actually read a lot about that era and music, that Laurel Canyon era, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's really, Jackson Brown. yeah, it's really interesting. But it's always, there's always a chapter about, oh my God, everyone was in love with Joni Mitchell. She's so beautiful. Yeah. That's kind of part of it for me because I look at her like, nah, no. I don't. Dulcimer. Wait, 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 wait. She's the ultimate camp Canadian camp counselor. So you don't like Joni Mitchell because you're not attracted to Joni? No, no. And I knew that was going to come up because can I call? That's because what you just said. Can I call you Jonathan for a second? Oh, Joni Mitchell, a heckler, a random heckler has approached the stage. And showed us a picture of Joni Mitchell flipping us off, flipping us the bird, as they would say in the 70s. Yeah. No, no, I, and that's just the icing on the top. I have a problem with Joni Mitchell's voice. It's a little Maria Moldowery for me. Um, well, there you go. At, uh, 
She hates Bob Dylan. That was my wife, by the way, of 29 years. She loathes Bob Dylan. She hates Neil Young. Oh, my and God. She thinks, Neil's my guy. She thinks Chris Christopherson should let other people sing his songs. <gasps> no! Never. No. Oh. Now it's a fight. <laughs> nice. You know what, though? Okay, so has any, speaking of Bob Dylan fans, has anybody gotten through, um, oh, crap, what is that documentary that came out that Martin... The Scorsese one? Yes, all of them. Uh, Yeah, but about the tour, (laughs) the tour, the Rolling Thunder review. Yes. Uh, All right. No. No? Because I didn't like that it was enhanced. Oh, Oh. yeah, well, yeah, okay. (laughs) So what I really, what I really liked about that was, uh, okay, so... So Joni Mitchell wrote a song on that tour, and it was, uh, what's it called? Cowboy? Yes. Yes. And it's about Sam no, Shepard. Coyote. Coyote, thank you. Coyote. It's about Sam Shepard, because Sam Shepard was on that tour, hired to do God knows what. Just stand and around he, and look good. Stand yeah. around and look good. That's exactly <laughs> Yeah, he was, really good. he was really good at that. Anyway, but, uh, but anyway, so then he, so he's, they're on like a train or something, a bus or something. I don't know. They're all staying together. And he is, not only is he fucking Joni Mitchell, and then she's writing a song about him because she's the, the prototype of Taylor Swift. And then, and then, then he's like, then he's like fucking like the stage manager at the same time. And then, and then he goes home to his wife and she writes about all of it, which I find, I thought that was very interesting. You bring up a really salient point that has nothing to do with story songs. It has stuck in my side ever since I was teaching sophomore English and we were talking about Lord Byron. And I was doing Lord Byron. He's insufferable. Here are your poems. Here are our poems 400 years later about that Lord Byron wrote for us to enjoy. By the way, Lord Byron, you know, left his wife and three kids to go blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, no, Lord Byron, no. Same thing with Christofferson, who, by the way, I do like. I don't mind his songs. I, you know, if you see, ever get to see concert footage of the Highwaymen with oh, yeah. him and, and, and Willie... Waylon. And Waylon. And Chris Christopherson looks like a, a god that wandered god. onto the stage with these other middle-aged he men. He's so gorgeous. Still but gorgeous. Same thing. He had a job at West Point teaching English, had three kids. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to move to Nashville and be a janitor. Sorry, guys. Sometimes he got her in a helicopter and landed Johnny Cash's backyard. That's what happened. Where's dad? <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> yeah. If you gotta go get that beer and you've lost your license, maybe you gotta do that. I know uh, where that liquor store is. Really? Yeah. Tell us. It has a picture of George Jones on a tractor. Yeah, <laughs> on the side of it. Do you all know this story? Tell the story. It's great. That, okay. So was it Tammy said to him? Okay, they live on Franklin Pike in Nashville, where I'm from, and um, she was like, "You can't go to the liquor store." You cannot drive to the liquor store. So he took the fucking tractor. <laughs> and he drove like several miles down Franklin Pike and went to Colonial Liquors, which is still there. All this other shit has grown up around it. That is and it so has cool. like, yeah. You can get a t-shirt Colonial with him on the, on the tractor. It's cooler than this t-shirt. I should have gotten, gotten that one. Yeah, there's probably more details to it, but that's the general idea. The great thing about him was whenever he got caught, he went, all right, he'd just go home. Yeah. <laughs> right up the street. Okay, so we're going to go, I, before we got here, um, both um, Libby and Julie sent me lists of songs that they thought were good examples of story songs. So I thought it'd be cool to go through some of the titles and just see if maybe we're in agreement on uh, their efficacy. 
<laughs> I have a little challenge. I'm using note cards for the first time ever in my life. Usually I have a nice, solid notebook that I use and I refer to. I thought, maybe I'll try the note cards and I'll be like Letterman at the end and throw them out into the crowd. Wow. Suitable for autographing afterwards if you'd like that. And, if, and Dan, if you, could, if you could work in a broken glass sound after I do that, like Letterman. But it's actually really hard and I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. I should just stuck with the notebook. All right, let's go down your list. So I've got, um, I've got Julie's list here, which I kind of cherry-picked. Sorry, Julie. Yeah, that's fine. It was long. <coughs> what I think is most notable, you do have Christofferson on yours, which I agree with. You have Pretty Boy Floyd on yours. Well, yeah. Which is a Woody Guthrie song that the birds covered in the 60s, which is awesome. Tell me about that song. Um, well, I think that's just one of those examples of outlaw songs. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many story songs within the outlaw genre, and there's like a... Uh, but Pretty Boy Floyd is a song about an actual person. And I think it just really carries that uh, tradition that we were talking about of kind of storytelling about real live events as they happen in the time that they happen, um, which people don't really do anymore except for those like narco corridos that we were talking and, about, and right? I, and I was just going to say it's sort of an oaky version of that. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you know, Pretty Boy Floyd was a, was a big deal. Uh, and Woody Guthrie... Uh, kind of cemented his legacy. He I did, think. Yeah. and here's Christmas dinner for the families on relief. That's right. That was yeah. That's a, you. Okay, this next one. Uh, I, I'm just thinking of one person in the audience who's going to have a problem with this. Um, you might guess who that is, but you have Tom T. Hall down here. Yeah, I the do. poet laureate of Kentucky. Yes, may he rest in peace. He just died. He did just die. Yeah. He likes uh, you know losers when they smile and winners when they cry and onions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Puppy dogs, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's a little treacly, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but we come back whenever there's a Tom T. Hall song on the radio. It's, it's usually a moment of derision. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry. Oh. What? What? But but I don't think like you know that song. I you know I like. That's not a story song. What? It's a bad song. What? What is? I know he's the poet laureate of Kentucky. Yeah. What is his best story song? I don't know. There's so many. Which one did I put down there? I think I put like three. I don't. I just wrote Tom T. Hall because <laughs> I, I knew I was going to make fun of him. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I got to reference my Sweet. own notes. She has a computer gonna in her cross, pocket. We're going to cross reference and see which Tom T. Hall one I did. Oh, I did Faster Horses. Yeah, Faster Horses is great. Yeah, Faster Horses is like <laughs> in this like subgenre of story songs of uh, old men. In drunk old men in bars beating up younger, stupider men, right? I think, I think uh, Toby Keith continued that. Yeah. Tradition. So there's so Faster Horses is a great one, which is it's basically a, a poet being put, a, a young writer being put in his place uh, by a drunk guy who's like, "You think you have life figured out? Well, fuck you. What it is is faster horses, younger women, older whiskey, more money. That's the secret. That's the secret to life. Uh, I don't know. It, it seems like that should be on one of those like shirts from like 10 years ago that's like faster horses and younger women and more whiskey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then but then right, but like within that genre, you have you have a bunch of Shel Silverstein songs. Oh, right. Right? yes, which brings us to a boy named Sue. Which, yeah, like boy yes. named Sue, uh, the winner that Bobby Bear did, which is great, uh, which is basically just like a, 
an old dude, uh, a young dude wants to fight an old dude, and uh, he goes, you, you want to fight me? Let me show you all the things I got by being the winner, like being the toughest guy in the bar, like a cauliflower ear and like two teeth and, you know, didn't a Bobby Bear, Didn't he do a concept album with Shel Silverstein? Bobby oh, Bear did? Probably. Yeah, did he? I don't know. Probably, did, though. He recorded a lot of his stuff, too. That's why I was getting confused with Bobby Bear. So yeah. I'm stuck on this idea that you brought up Shel Silverstein because he's one of the most fascinating writers, I think, uh, of the 20th century because he... I didn't know till much later that he wrote country songs because I knew. Oh, and some of the best ones. Yeah, I had yeah. a kid, so I knew he wrote Where the Sidewalk Ends. Yeah. And I knew from Dr. Domeno that he wrote uh, The Great Smoke Off. Yes, and he also wrote um, he also wrote a bunch of songs for, um, oh, Greg, what is that band you play all the time? He's Dr. A- Hook. Dr. Hook. <laughs> Dr. Greg. Hook all the time. That's like the best thing I've heard today. <laughs> Greg's over there in the spouses section. Like uh, right. Sylvia's mother, which is very kind of. You guys know Sylvia's but, mother? But dire- That's a story I, song as well. Am I getting I off know, topic? I, my here? mother knew Sylvia, but I didn't know Sylvia's mother. Um, but but this, it's an interesting point because he crossed over. I don't know, you know, I mean, I guess Jim Morrison tried to write poetry. But um, it wasn't it wasn't good. I don't think there's a lot of money in poetry, so you have to go to Nashville. I think. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan's that's his major. Sorry, I'm sorry. Get some chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on, uh, you have a song here that I it's split decision in my house. Uh, you have a, a Robert Earl Keen song that Joe Eli also sung called "The Road Goes On Forever." Yeah. Do you know that song, Libby? Um, it's I another outlaw song. It's an outlaw song, but I bring it up because it's really corny. It's super corny. But it's I like not it one anyway. Of my favorites, I should love but it. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. really corny. He takes the rap for his girlfriend, and the road goes on forever, oh, and the party never ends. I feel, and I feel like a, I feel like I've seen a fair number of like uh, obituaries that include that line, which I think is really, oh, really? interesting. Yeah. Huh. I might put that in my obituary. I well, mean, I, I guess I don't line. get to do that. It's a good line. It is. Tombstone. Tombstone, yeah. Um, I want to pivot a little bit. Still on, still on Julie's list because it's pretty long. <laughs> you were the only one of the three of us that had any hip hop on your list. Yeah, well, I, because because uh, rap is where all the story songs are. We've now. been sadly remiss and haven't mentioned. <laughs> so we well, got it's all it's all from my era, which right. is the '90s. So, all right. Well, first of all, you have to have a. Uh, Good day, right? Was a good day by Ice Cube. That's just a that's a wonderful uh, political commentary. That mm-hmm. song, uh, just on a basic, you know, just what happens in a basic day, which I think was something like April seventeenth, nineteen ninety two. Somebody did the math and crunched all the numbers and figured out exactly when the Goodyear blimp was up and stuff like it that. It probably wasn't that day because wasn't that right around Rodney King? Uh, I don't know, but it was in it was April. A- was after that. Though, it was, was in April. Did this I song come out before or after? I don't remember. I don't either. It was, I don't know, it was all junior high to me, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so Libby's, there's... Libby's going to take this part off. Yeah, not you need to use, use the restroom or anything? No, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had that one. I had a Biggie Smalls song. You had a Biggie Smalls. Mm-hmm. Got a story to tell. Got a story to tell. Got a story to tell is a, is a lovely... Lovely little story about um, Biggie going to a young lady's house and uh, to have some relations with her. <laughs> and he, f- he, find, he finds out that her boyfriend, uh, who he did not know about, is a player for the Knicks. 
And so when he comes in, the boyfriend, he decides that, uh, how am I going to get out of the situation? And he decides, well, obviously the best thing to do is pretend that I'm robbing this woman. And so, it, and, and basically at the st- in, in, in the song, he just kind of, he just kind of stops rapping and he just stop he just starts telling this story. It's really funny. Anyway, but he, uh, so he, he gets out of there, not, not having had any relations with the lady, but winding up with a bunch of Prada bags. So <laughs> I guess it wound up okay. Uh, let's see, what other... You what know what, we haven't talked about humor in story songs. Oh, know. they're all so funny, though. Well, especially rap songs, hip-hop songs, yeah. Yeah, what else did you I have, have in You had um, Stan in there. Oh, Stan, okay, yeah. So and you Stan could have had is Kim not, in there, too. Stan is not no, funny. No. I know, but... But Stan, uh, I know, but it's so rare that you get a song that leads to an actual, like, word that we use now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you stand something, mm-hmm. like the kids say. I don't say that, but the, the children say, say that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but that's a terrifying story. Yeah. And that's a fully formed, I mean, that's like a short story. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I agree. Uh, to pivot again, you also include some 50s songs in here, which in their own way are as treacly as 70s They're story They're so bad. They're awful. I mean, so when we started talking about this, you were like, the good, the bad, the ugly. And I'm like, these are these are terrible. These are horrible. Like They're uh, really bad. Which I, And I love them all. Leader of the pack. Well, that's a classic. That's like the pinnacle of the genre. So, okay. those girl groups had great Which are actually 60s. That's songs. like early 60s. Yeah, yeah so, but the, these songs were dead and gone as soon as the Beatles got on the scene. Yeah. Like the British invasion happened, and I don't know, America wised up, and they were like, oh, actually, we're happy. We don't have to sing about death all the time. But that's what they're... It was te- teenage They're death. teenage death songs. Yeah, yeah. Like, Tell Laura I Love Her is one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my entire life. Is it worse than Teen Angel? You know the story oh, of Teen, Teen Angel? Teen Angel is bad, They get too. in a crash. Oh, yeah, of course. They're fine. Like the cowboy in El Paso, right. she goes back. Because mm-hmm. she wants to retrieve his high school ring. They find her dead in the car. I think a train hits her. Yeah, something. And she's, like, clinging to the ring, which is meaningless. That ring is meaningless, by the way. Right. But then you have the super creepy Dead Man's Curve, which, which was happened. prophetic. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Dead Jan. Yeah, and that I saw. It actually happened to Jan. I know, and I saw them. So they made a comeback. Jan and Dean were a surf band, like a Beach Boys type. I don't even think they were Beach Boys ripoff because I think they started simultaneously. Um, but that's that sound, and they wrote a song called Dead Man's Curve, uh, which involved Jan, I guess, because he was the lead singer racing and driving his car, his Corvette, into like a wall on Dead Man's Curve. Well, he actually did that. In yeah, this two years later. Two years later. And he like, had like major brain injuries. And they made a comeback in the 80s and they would play the fair circuit and I saw them at the Orange County Fair and oh, it was bad. Poor Jan. He, had, he still had the Hawaiian shirt, you know, but he's, you know, and he couldn't sing, but God bless him, he was out there, you know. It was terrible. Let's move on to Libby. Whose list it's is not gonna be lighter, I'll tell you that. It's much it's much shorter, <laughs> but uh, but it covers a lot of ground, mm-hmm. I think. Well let's start with Copperhead Road. I was trying to represent there. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Tell us about Copperhead Road. Well, John Lee Pettimore, third generation, third John Lee Pettimore at least. So it's a story about a family near Mountain City, Tennessee, which is up in the, the mountains in a holler probably. That's where Marie and I are from, East Tennessee. Um, but they, for years, they, they um, were moonshine producers. 
the family was traditionally, and they would come into, um, the grandfather would come into town once a year and buy 100, yard, or 100 feet of copper wire and yeast and go back and make moonshine. Oh, is it moonshine. Am I noise? I'm sorry. I think oh. so. There's. It's just like, yeah, 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 no, 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 I totally got it, sorry. totally got it. Sorry, anyway, it's a generational <laughs> song, but it's all about, like, how one, the youngest son goes off to Vietnam and comes back, and he was like, screw all this moonshine shit, I'm planting marijuana. Oh. So, <laughs> and it ends with him. Um, so there's a line about something, he learned something from Charlie over there, and he shoots down a DEA copter coming to look for pot in the mountains. And, and so. anyone wanting to hear good stories, like Steve Earle is a He's a great storyteller. He has a trove of He's them. He's a great storyteller. Uh, your second one, she's only got five, so don't worry. Uh, Powder Finger by Neil Young. I wanted to put Neil in there because he's, he's my guy. I love Neil. Well, you know. I know, and he's a really, that's right, we were talking about that. He's got a problem with the voice. Uh, no, I've got a problem with the misogyny. But like, oh. but, but he's, right, I know, yeah. But he, but I still love him. And Powderfinger's like that same kind of thing. It's a family, I'm not really sure exactly. They're, they're on a river, and they see, like, I think it's DEA probably coming up the river in a boat. He can see the numbers on the side of the boat, sees the red light, and his dad had told he's a 22-year-old kid. His dad had told him that's no good. Um, but he talks about how... His dad's off. His dad's away. His brother's off hunting. His uncle basically, John has been like, yeah, he's been crying since the river took Emmy Lou, which is like the saddest. Oh, so sad. But then the kid tries to shoot. He's trying to figure out, and it's funny because you realize at the end of the song that it's him, dead, telling the story of how he died. So the perspective kind of changes because what happens is he picks up the gun to shoot at the. Um, at the boat, and it backfires and blows his head off. Terrible. Sorry, sorry, I know. It's like, I know, just like, right? Yeah. Now we know what yeah. happened. No it's all but then there's like a whole verse after that. After he's like, dead already? Yeah, after he's dead already. He maybe, talks about like in the, yeah, never mind. That just made me think, maybe you can clear this up for me. Do you know the song Love Vigilantes by New Order? No. Ah, shoot. Greg, do you know this song? Is he dead the whole time? I hope that God, I hope it's getting picked up. I, I guarantee Greg has never paid attention to the words. We're gonna get back. We'll get back to Greg in a moment. All right, I tried. I just want. I wanted that. I wanted to solve it. I thought maybe this was the place, but I guess not. Uh, next song you put down is Stagger Lee, and I want you two to talk about that because I don't actually yes, know that so song. I know that the down. name. Uh, your version is Nick Cave because you're his kind of gal. Just because it's really yeah. profane and kind of raunchy, and I like it. Kind of like Nick Cave. Um, not only like Nick Cave. <laughs> Um, I also wanted him on the list, too, because he's a great storyteller. But he's a pastiche storyteller, you know? But he also writes books. Exactly. Yeah, he's a great writer. But um, the story is, was it, what was the guy's name? Is it Stackley? Stackley? Stack? Yeah, I mean, there are different versions. There's, like, Stackley. There's, like, Staggerly. There's, um... Because you had, you had, but what was, was the guy's Floyd Stackley. Huh? What version did you have on your list? She I had, had uh, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Price. Lloyd Price. Price. Yeah, it was, a, it was a real thing that happened in 1895 in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. It involved a woman, right? They were fighting over a woman. There's also a hat involved. Yeah, yeah Stagger Lee wore a Stetson. And, but he killed um, Billy Lyons. Yep. 
Hillbilly right. Lions. And so all of these stories, it, it like that happened in 1895. There are real newspaper, you know, clippings about it. And then it became kind of this st story song that was told, like with sharecroppers in the in the fields, like sharing it back and forth, and it became like that repeat kind of song. And then I think the first hit was in 23. Somebody had a popular yeah, song. Yeah, something with it. like that. Yeah, yeah. it was and then already Lloyd like Cole had the first big hit with it. Yeah, it was already kind of like a popular song, like passed around song. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And then it just the Grateful Dead had a hit with it. Yeah, it seems like a million people. Yeah, have a million it, people who bought keys. Yeah. <laughs> Next on your list is a real crowd pleaser, Jolene. You know, and now I, I had that on there. I was trying to represent there. I needed a woman too. Right. Um, and you think like, it's not a story song? I don't know song? if it's a story song, but it's what just like a statement. Coat of many colors. Yeah. Coat of many exactly. And little Andy, Marie knows that one. Oh God, little Andy, a lesser known Dolly Parton song. It's about this little girl and a little dog coming up to a woman's house yeah. in the snow, and they die overnight. It's horrible. Oh my God, horrible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> relentlessly. Um, yeah, Dolly had better story songs than Jolene. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, but jo well, and it's kind of one thing I was struggling with uh, trying to come up with songs for this too. Is I don't want to, you know, my favorite songs no one's heard of. Yeah, like oh, exactly. you know, this, everybody yeah. knows Jolene. Like, huh? yeah. Little Andy, not so much. And speaking of songs everyone's heard of, you put Hollywood Nights on here by Bob oh. Seger. Oh. Greg and I were talking about that this morning. How, like, I, I Marina's, I hated Bob Seeger for years. What? How could you hey, hate Bob Seeger? Old time rock and roll. I could see, oh, okay. I mean, like, that just, like, okay. I, I have such an aversion to that song. <sighs> Especially well, because it. of the Tom Cruise thing, too. Exactly. Yeah, I just, that's like, a problem. And so, but then, I, recently, I think it just comes with getting old and. I don't know, appreciating things in a different way, but I started listening to Bob Seger a couple of years ago in a totally different way. The Hollywood Nights is my favorite. I, I think, have a crush on L.A. I think as we get older, sometimes songs that we hated when we were kids, we like because they remind us of being kids. Yeah. Like, I hated Journey so much. But now, oh, I love Journey. Yeah, I'm going to be 14 years old. Yeah, I, can, I can't stop believing. Can you? I can't stop believing. I mean, we shouldn't. No. I'm a Giants yeah. fan, so I'm condemned oh. to that song forever. Yeah. <laughs> So my list is like eight pages long, so we're not going to do it. But um, I did want to hit on some stuff that I thought maybe fell through the cracks. Mm -hmm. and, and the first one, because we talked about this before, but we haven't mentioned Bruce Springsteen yet. Oh, yeah. yeah no, we have to. Okay. <laughs> we do have to. Let me preface this by saying I disown the last 75% of his career. But I was a huge fan when I was younger, and I was like, oh, Springsteen songs, are well, they're all story songs. Yeah. Yeah. And they're epic story songs. Yeah. Another Broadway show. There right, he had a Broadway show. I mean, Jungle Land, uh, Racing in the Streets, the, the you know, even Born to Run. So I thought I'd mention Springsteen. I was. I told you earlier that like I saw him at Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah. And it was like being an atheist in church, with a ton of believers. It was. I've, I've never like I, like I like Springsteen. I appreciate who he is, and but like. Good God. Isn't that terrible? Don't you feel like you took someone else's spot? I know, I did. I was like, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. I told you, that was us going to see Guided by Voice. I'm like, yeah, I like this. Yeah. And everyone else is singing all the words. You know, they, oh, they're just all going crazy. All the pastiches. Crazy. That's all, all pastiche. the pastiches. <laughs> Everyone's favorite junior high school science teacher. Yeah. So, like, what Springsteen song would you pick then? <clears throat> I don't know. You know, I would pick, I think I'd pick Jungle Land. Oh. Or, um... Like I said, and Racing in the Street, um, Backstreets, um, The River, of course. Which I have a problem with God, The River. God, The River. 
Okay. Christ almighty. Two problems I have with the river, and I love that song. First problem is, you know, we're construction. What did you expect? No problem, you know? Really. Use Second, a condom, dude. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, really. Right. Like, that just was be, birth control not in It doesn't make for a good story song. Be, be wait, wait, let me go get the condom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or be doomed to remember, oh, when Mary was young. But yeah. second thing that bothers me, I heard the story. I can't verify this, but I'm a shallow person, so I'm taking it as the truth. It's about his sister's husband or something. I'm like, Bruce, help him out. You know, you're rich, and you're just going to let them have this life where he's all bummed out going down to the river and being poor and getting laid off, and you're like this... 500 millionaire. Help him out, Bruce. So, all right. <laughs> so I used, so I, we, we talked about this briefly before, but I used to run this thing called March Sadness, right? Yes, March Sadness. March, March Sadness is a annual contest on Facebook. Uh, it lasts, it's, for, it's basically March Madness for nerds, music nerds. And so you, it, there, it's, a, it's, a, it's a competition to see who has the saddest song. And every single fucking year, people nominate The River by Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and The River by Joni Mitchell until I was finally like, no songs with river in it. I can't take it anymore. We get it. It's very sad. It's horrible. Oh, Lord. What are we going to do about Mary? I mean, but I, I can't I can't take it. I'm sorry. I, there are sadder songs in both yeah, of Yeah, look, my point being, it's not that sad of a song. I know, right? He, he'll probably get another job. I know. You know, he's got construction skills. I'm sure he'll get another job and they'll be fine. I know. Just, he's got a wedding coat, right? And just you know, and, and he's, Greg in is, Greg, he's in the union. Right. Greg is maybe the only person I've ever known who actually had a wedding coat. But yeah. What? Yeah. Is it like a waistcoat? It's like, yeah, it's gar garments, specially made garments for your wedding. Isn't that a tuxedo? <laughs> well, no, but you gotta get you gotta get it done for you. You can't just oh, you rent every, any nice old tuxedos. You could. I, okay, you're bringing up a good point. Yeah, Let's bring it up with Bruce. I don't know. Point. And Greg. Maybe Greg. Bring it up with Greg. <laughs> Atlantic City. Okay, well. so, yeah, Atlantic City. Well, then just go to Gamblers Anonymous then, really. Just take a, take but, control of yourself, Bruce. No, 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 no. But you're, this is like the whole thing is none of this taking control of your life shit makes for any good, kind of good narrative. Right, right. Right? No. It'd be it's a song like, when a guy like, I yeah, went to Gamblers Anonymous. That just totally takes all the fun out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a hard time picking a Springsteen story song. What did you but go I for? I did too. I okay. did Highway Patrolman. You did newer ones. That's a great song. Uh, that's off of that's off of uh, Nebraska. Yeah, that's from the seventies. Yeah, and <laughs> to then me it's uh, a new one. <laughs> and then Born in the USA is also a great story song. Right, right, it is, and a misunderstood story song. A very misunderstood story song, but you know, the Republicans re they don't understand satire. It's a thing. It's a satirical story song. <laughs> I actually love um, Racing in the Street, which is off of um, the album after Born to Run, Darkness on the Edge of Town. And it's a guy who just, you know, races and he's got his little hot rod. But again, he races his little hot rod. He met a girl. She was with another guy in a different car. He won the race. I, apparently he got her. Yeah. And now they're married and she's bummed out. And she sits on the porch and waits for him to come back. And like, well, find something else to do Is there, Is her buddy. name Mary or Maria or Wendy? It's, he probably, he doesn't say, but I'm sure it's Mary or Wendy. <laughs> I want to move on from Springsteen because there's one out there. We, we miss the Pogues. 
And I think the Pogues oh, tell shit. good story songs. Well, the Irish tell the best stories. Well, that's it. So well, that was shout out to the Irish in the room again. Conversation, right? Yeah. There you go. Uh, and uh, the ones I sing, I mean, I, I, Fairy Tale in New York, of course. Right. But I liked um, the band played Waltzing Matilda. Do you know that song? Oh, God, yes. It's, that's a sad song. So I used to work with a ton of Australians. And every night we'd go to this bar. After work, we'd go to this bar called Langan's. Um, oh, this is a New York Post. But you always knew you'd stayed too long at Langan's if they pulled out the piano and the Aussies started singing Waltzing Matilda. <laughs> I've heard Waltz and Matilda a lot. Did they sing, a, is it like Wild Colonial Boy, too? I think that's another song Australians sing. I've never sing. heard that. I just Waltz and Matilda. No, yeah. Um, I, I love, that's such romantic mm-hmm. music. I love it. Just who, so y'all know. Who wrote the band? Wrote? No, did, yeah, they didn't did write that. Who wrote, it Shane was way McGill. older than that. It's an Australian song. Yeah. Is yeah. It? It's a folk song. Yeah. It's a folk song. I don't know. I'll, I'll, Shane McGowan sold it to me. I'm buying it. I just knew the. I just knew the chorus. I never really paid attention to the. So just quickly to go through some of their stuff. I had. I had the night they drove old Dixie down. Oh my God! Yes. I had. He stopped loving her today. Yes. Uh, I had my elusive dreams, which is a Tammy Wynette, oh. David Houston song where nothing works out for them. Mm-hmm. Of course, because yeah. why? Why otherwise have a song? Right. Yeah. Uh, and they lose a child in it too, which there is very go. sad. Takes I, it to another level. At a special, this is just fully indulging me because I bet no one else in this room has heard of this other than my poor, long-suffering wife. But I have Red Sovine down here. Oh. Do you know who Red Sovine is? Yeah. He sung. So he was. He sung. It's a sub a sub uh, genre of country called trucking songs. Oh, yeah. oh, right. uh, he didn't do Convoy. He didn't. No, um, he didn't. That C. W. McCall did Convoy. No, C. W. McCall. Red Sovine sung these songs where he would just talk. And one of them is called Giddy Up Go. And it's about how he's a trucker. He's a long haul trucker. And he has a wife and a kid. It is the worst song ever. (laughs) I might tear up as I'm telling this story, though. Um, So he has a wife and a kid, and he's always gone. So eventually the wife leaves him. But I I left it so on his truck, his little boy couldn't say, I forget what, the son couldn't say something, but he would just say, Giddy Up Go. So he put a sign on his truck that said, Giddy Up Go. And so he, he breaks up with his wife, and he's living this life of sadness, driving his truck around. 20 years later, you know, he's out driving, and he pulls up next to a truck, and beyond the, on the back of the truck, it says, giddy up, go. So he pulls into the truck stop, and he talks to the driver, and it's so funny. And I talked to him, and I said, uh, it's a nice rig you got there. What's up with the sign? So he, the kid tells him, well, my father had it. It turns out it's his son. It's his son. Cats in the cradle. Oh my god. <laughs> that was the first song I wrote Boy, down. Just like me. Cats in the cradle. I can't. I, I, different way. I actually cannot talk about cats in the cradle. I will start crying because I do have a 24-year-old son. And I, I saw another guy. And I told him, I'm like, yeah, I listen to Cats in the Cradle. Like, Did you start crying? I'm like, totally. Like, yeah, me too. But that's Red Sovine. And that's not, and he, uh, there was one about a dead trucker who bought him a cup of coffee and, and he went into the truck. So, oh my God, was that? Anyways, Red Sovine. The ghost? It wasn't Big Marge, a ghost. Yeah. That was Phantom, Phantom 309, was that one. But it's a real, it's a real um, niche. The weight from the band? Not the weight from the band? Oh. That's a, is that a, that's a trucking song? Oh yeah. 
thought that. Mm, I just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just quickly to go through the rest of mine because we we are running out of time, and I do want to leave a little time if anyone wants to to challenge us from the audience. Uh, I have Taylor Swift out here. Of course. Okay. Yeah, she's Thank a, you. All she did was all she does is story songs. I have Band on the Run from, from Wings. Really? And the Beatles. The Beatles the have Beatles some, did a day some, in the like life. Norwegian oh Wood and Day in the Life. Yeah, yeah a day in the life but, is just like, but band, oh. but band on the Run? I'm not saying it's a good song. Is it a, it's a story song? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Is it? Yeah. What, what's... Well, no, they escaped. <laughs> but what happened? I like, I like but your that's the thing. What they escaped. They escaped from jail. It's a it's a prison break song. Sure. Sure. And then everyone looks for him, but they can never find him, and they're a band on the run. I that band is on the run. I'm going to like, that's a maybe I'll have to, for I'll me. Have to, <laughs> I'll have to re-listen to it. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, uh, a quick, quick aside for folk music, specifically the Kingston Trio, MTA, do you know that song? Probably not, because you didn't have my dad, but my dad loved the Kingston Trio. Uh, but I had Phil Oaks, too, I Ain't Marching Anymore, which is kind of a... I mean, th that stuff was all... Um, You'll have to believe me on this one. <laughs> I have Tom Petty, Into the Great Wide Open. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I have The Green, Green Grass of Home, which is another country oh, song Oh, that's, that that's a great one. And it's so sad. It's so sad. He's in prison. He thinks he's home, and in the end, it turns out he's being led to the gas chamber. Oh, I feel like his lawyer should have informed him of that or something. Before he had the, the weird fantasy that he was going on. I mean, everyone, he has this fantasy where he goes home, and everyone's there to greet him, and... His girlfriend, everyone's so happy, and then the green, green grass, and you're like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> that pizza was my last meal. <laughs> you know one I just thought of is we didn't talk about David Bowie. We didn't I talk have, about Space did you, Major Tom. Did you see that? Because that was the last thing I was going to oh, say. No. I have Bowie with a question mark. I know, awesome. I, that's so funny. I, in my list that I didn't send to you, I had <laughs> Bowie with a question mark. So, yeah, Bowie. I had all these notes. So, do, do tell. Bowie... Um, yeah, well, Major Tom, he's like, you know, he goes into space, and he gets lost in space. And the follow-up. <laughs> and the follow-up? Ashes to ashes. Ashes to ashes, right, 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 yeah. But did he do any but other? But he did, but that, okay, so that's a whole other like genre. Like, Bowie's like, yeah, but it was all this character building. Yes. So he was, like, building the whole character, but the character was him, so it gets really meta. Whoa. Right? <laughs> Ground control. Ground control. Right? So he's a fascinating character for that because like all those with them White Duke and then you know Aladdin Sane and then the like, 80s yuppie guy the 80s yuppie guy and yeah yeah he never that's really yeah he so he was just building characters not necessarily telling just writing songs around these characters he had built yeah yeah <coughs> so on that note uh, there are still some people here, so if anyone has any questions or challenges and, and doesn't share a last name with someone up sitting up here. Um, do we have that fourth mic still? Let's put, let's put Ryan back in uh, business here. Poet, third baseman. If you've got a question for the panel or would just like to heckle us, please Hello. raise your hand and Ryan will come uh, right over there at the bar. Oh, yeah. Happy. <laughs> I don't know how long this snake is. <laughs> so, Larry, earlier you guys were mentioning uh, pastiches and theme albums. Yeah. So, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Mm. 
Yes. But as interpreted by the Bee Gees, <gasps> Peter Frampton, and Cocaine, they actually <laughs> took the pastiches and made it into like a, a story yeah. narrated yeah. by George Burns. What are your thoughts on that? So yes, with with <laughs> with, with Peter Frampton as Billy Shears, I think. Billy, he is, he's Billy Shears. Peter Frampton as Billy Shears, that was just I think it was an important step in the war against drugs in the 70s. Steve Martin was Maxwell. Oh, yeah. Alice yeah. Cooper doing the creepy Prince Adam. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that was weird. It was really Aerosmith come together. And it, but, I, I don't think that Peter Frampton's going to beat the shit out of uh, Steven Tyler. I, I well, I don't know about that. I don't they're know. They're both tiny, yeah, tiny they're men. Very they both men. live in Nashville, actually. I, I, I think at that point, but Steven Tyler was more drugged out than Frampton. Frampton might have had it. That's why he would have beat him. Oh, well, it depends on the drugs, right? That's true. That's a good point. I, I, I think, t- the, I mean, Tommy, the movie, a little bit disjointed. Uh, Sergeant Pepper's really bad, but I did see it in the theater. My sister was very excited. She was a big Peter Frampton fan, despite him wearing satin pants on the Grammys. Um, but, bad, ooh, bad. Did you see that movie? Oh, God. Oh. In the theater, had the album. <laughs> I think I still have the album. It was an Alan Carr production. Yes, it was. Like, uh, he, his follow-up was "Can't Stop the Music" with the yes. Village People. Yes, yes, which I think I saw too. Oh, big Alan Carr fan. Yeah, yeah, big Alan Carr fan. <laughs> Any other questions? I like the cheese. We got another one. Yes. Okay. Um. Hello. Uh, you may have addressed this in the beginning, but I missed that part, so I'm sorry if it's a redundant question in advance. But um. I'm wondering, if a song is about um, a beginning and a middle, but not an end, is that just a song about a person, or is it a story song? Do you have a song in mind? No. <laughs> yeah, drop the Great. mic after that one. Does such a song exist? A beginning and a middle and no end. But that's a pastiche. Open-ended. That is kind of a pastiche. You know, that's kind of like oh, my that problem. That's the doing. Jolene, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't really know what happens if she ever... Because it's character building. They're yeah. creating a character, yeah, yeah. but then that character doesn't complete the action, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I guess so no. So maybe. Maybe. I think it's got to have an ending. Did it end? Yeah, what happened? You missed the ending. It was four paragraphs ago. <laughs> Yes. A lot of Wiseacre short story writers in this room. Did you catch that? Lots of opinions. <laughs> Next question. Where are we headed? Chris Wynn wants more Billy Joel takes. Oh, Dan, the sound man, has a question. Question or rooting on Billy Joel? Oh, he's just, he's just fist pumping Billy Joel. I have a question. What? After Christian. Is it a Billy Joel song? I don't know it. My Billy, my Billy Joel, let me tell you something. My, my Billy Joel impressions are limited to two things. I don't like Piano Man because I think he's arrogant. And I, for years and years and years, I am a Jewish man. I could not believe his last name was Joel. I thought it was Leibowitz. <laughs> Turns out it's really Joel. Go figure. So I, had no idea. I thought he had John Stewart syndrome, but no. <laughs> Well, there is that. Christian Wynn. There is a. I mean, people have made the argument for Billy Joel's importance, just as I would make the similar argument for John Mellencamp's importance. Though I have never lived in uh, Indiana. Yeah. Gillian Welch. Gillian Welch. Sure. 
I think it's Gillian. I think it's Gillian. It's, it's Gillian. The funny thing about Gillian Welch is, oh. Are you discount? Are we sticking only with songs that are completely encapsulated as a story just in one song, or could you invite uh, concept albums like Rush's Twenty One Twelve? Yes, yes, we are an hour and fifteen minutes in first uh, Rush reference. Uh, All the women can leave the room now. Yeah, seriously, I think my ovaries just shrunk up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are liking that one. <laughs> I love Rush. Oh, um, I do. I'm that rare, rare I, girl. <laughs> I love Rush. It's the epic cheese, man. It's it is awesome. The epic cheese. I love Rush, too, and I think yeah. Getty Lee seems like a really nice guy. Yes, totally. Also, John Stewart syndrome, though. Really? Yes. Lee is his middle name. Oh. Uh, and his last name, again, is something like Leibowitz. Yeah. We do that. What was the drummer's... Um, okay, there, there's Neil a Pert? great... Doc, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Neil Part. Sorry. There's a great documentary about... Them. If y'all haven't seen it, it's super good. The but yeah, he one? wrote all the yeah he wrote all the lyrics. So no yeah, problem. and I think what you're touching on, Dan, is that he was constructing that because he was a big fantasy guy and like constructing a world, and then telling stories within that world. I'm not that familiar with the album, but I think it's a really cool idea. I don't know. I guess they count as story songs if they add up to one story. They're long fucking stories. Yeah, they are. They're very complex. Well, there's a lot of solo in a lot, Yeah, a lot of solos in them. Um, <laughs> lots, of, lots of Dungeons and Dragons type lots, shit oh, yeah, going oh, on, yeah. you know. Lots of 20-sided dice flying yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in it for the music. Yeah, for yeah. I'm in it for yeah. the instruments. Yeah. Okay, Ryan had a question. He's patiently waiting. House of the Rising Sun. Ooh, now that's a traditional song. Yes. Yeah. No one even knows where it came from, too. Really? It was. Is that I true? just learned that yesterday. Yeah. Did you learn that in class? No. Good. From someone who was, I was just chatting with somebody outside of the Idaho State Museum, and he said that he's been trying to learn it on guitar, and while he was doing that, I was trying to find the origins, never found the origins of where that song came from. It's no, and it was... Uh, up until, I mean, most of, I think most of us know the animals version. Yeah. But traditionally, uh, it was a woman's song. A woman sang it mm. from, the, from the perspective of a woman who was a prostitute at the mm -hmm. House of the Rising Sun. Mm. Okay. Definitely a story Which song. totally changes the... Right. So, yeah. yeah, that was more on the sad song vibe. Yeah. I wish I would have said that about 30 minutes ago. But nonetheless, <laughs> here we are. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I missed the uh, middle section, but was there a section of uh, like a list of songs that were done both by a male artist and a female artist? That's so interesting. Then, no. Like uh, uh, Bobby McGee. Mm -hmm. right. When you sing it from one point to the other, it's like, oh, wait a second, I guess Bobby McGee could also be a female uh, name too. Yeah. She could be the one that, that you know, was, was left or whatever it was. And, and like they drove old Dixie down too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the important thing about Bobby McGee, if you're in my house, is to make sure Chris Christopherson is not singing it. <laughs> you know what? I was, I've always had such a crush on him after A Star is Born. Like that gold, he's just like a god. And then I stood next to him one time. Not a tall man. Oh, no. Yeah, not a tall, I was so disappointed. Oh. Sorry I'm that shallow. Yeah. 
Anything over five six counts it. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just like Sweet. I just thought he was gonna be taller than me. I just needed him to be taller than me. Are your chickens tall? <laughs> Right. I was trying to think of one. Um, oh, the song Someday Soon. Do you know that song? Oh, yes. Susie Bogus and yeah, Noel yeah, sung yeah. it, but I've heard it sung. Men uh, sing it too, but I can't who remember. Who sung who it? A man sung it, an old time country singer, and it sounded dumb. Yeah, I just heard, I recently heard that, like just a few weeks ago, and I, I didn't even know that there was a male version it's of it. Not but good. it doesn't it doesn't translate. It's like when people try to when men try to do natural woman and they're like, you know, oh, I feel like a natural tried to do man. Natural. Gross. Oh, uh, God. I want to say it was like somebody like Billy Ocean or somebody like oh, that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You make no. me but, feel yeah. like a natural man. <laughs> oh. Well, I think we've kept you here for an hour and a half, and I think that was a half an hour more than we had planned on, so I think we better wrap it up. Um, thanks to Julie and Libby so much for coming in. Uh, Thanks for everyone who came out. Thanks to the 10th Street. Uh, thanks, of course, to Story Fort. Separate, separate applause for Story Fort and Christian Wynn. Yay. <laughs> there he is. And thanks to Ryan, our hype man. Yay. And this. Come this find me if you want to smoke later. <laughs> <laughs> or get a quick tattoo. Uh, or one of those. And this is going to be uh, probably an episode on the Story Forward podcast. Our second season is going to be... Uh, Story Forward, yeah. Our second season is going to be... Uh, what's, it, what's our second season called? Playlist. Songs or uh, Stories from the World of Music. And if you missed our first season, it was Summer Stories. We just wrapped it up. Uh, we interviewed a lot of writers, booksellers, all kinds of people. And Ryan had a correspondence piece in there about his family's trip to Italy. So check it out. Anyways, thanks, yeah. thanks everyone for coming out, and we love doing it, and have a good time at Tree Fort. How about that? How about that? That was a blast. I really enjoyed everything about that. Um, so we're going to get out of here, but I also wanted to thank Ryan Marsh for being our MC, uh, and also throwing in some, uh, as he loosened up, he threw in some opinions of his own there from the audience. He did. And uh, yeah, it was super fun. And listening to it again, totally brought me back to Story Ford and Tree Ford. And so here in just actually, uh, as we record this, just under three weeks, the- No, I, I realized that yesterday, it frightened me. So we have Bar Fight 22, um, which is happening, you know, which is around the world of sports. But uh, world of sports, yeah. Yes, you'll, uh, you know, this episode will come out before then. So there we go. But yeah, uh, and if you hear this and you want to join us, it'll be me, Bay Area famous writer, famous person Grant Faulkner, and the bartender at the 10th Street that I only know by one name, Happy. Happy John Whitey, I believe. So I so believe that's how it comes. Okay. Tune in for that. Uh, remember, if you want to find us, uh, you can find us on the socials. Facebook, we have a um, group page. Uh, Twitter, we have a at story. Is it at story forward or we got a little dot or anything in there? I think it's just at story forward, but we can uh, figure that out in there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, me, you can find me at that Larry Rose on Twitter and Instagram. Who do we want to thank for this? 
We want to thank, of course, the always uh, ever-present Brett Battistain, who runs Ease, E-A-S-E, Drop Studios. And you can find them, as I say, at ease-drop.com. And then Jared Bostrom, who is our editor. And Brett, you know, Brett also, I should say, is one of our editors and producers, and he is an awesome dude, and provided the sound equipment and recording for... Uh, I believe the bar fight, right? Yeah. How about a shout out for the guy actually doing the sound on this? Doing the sound? What do you mean? Like Dan Costello? Yeah. Yeah, Dan Costello. He did emerge, because he's a musician, and he emerged to, you can hear him roundly laughing. He's like, if you listen to this when Walt, and you just listen to it. When I listened to it the first time, I was like, that is Dan Costello. He, he has a good laugh, and he's sitting like right in the front row and has a few shout outs about Billy Joel and stuff. Other there is that. some Billy Joel slander that I will happily throw around at the drop of any hat or even just yeah. like a damn or a top hat, any hat drops, I'm slandering Billy Joel. But that's okay. it, let's get out of here. Let's move on to the next, let's do it. What are we gonna do then, like move forward or something? We're, we're gonna, gonna move, the, we're gonna always move the narrative forward. That's what we're gonna do. Excellent.